January 23rd, 2020. I wanted to relax today. I started to just open the Day One Journal app and spend the day collecting my thoughts about how I feel now that Joe Schreibogel was was sentenced to 22 years in the federal penitentiary. I was deterred by all of the news alerts and spent a while gathering screenshots and downloading the stories as PDFs. I'm surprised there is so much international attention, but I guess it has it all. Weird factor? Check. Murder plot? Check. Tigers? Check. Illegal trafficking? Check. Once I got all the major ones copied, I started to get dressed and got a call about an injured bobcat 40 minutes away. It's cat moving day at the sanctuary, just like we do every other Thursday, so Jamie can't go check into it. I load up the rescue van with humane traps, nets, a carrier, and bait because the bobcat has been seen four times in 48 hours, but no one has eyes on him at the moment. I spent the afternoon poking into burr-ridden bows of Brazilian peppers and found fresh paw prints in the mud. I can see there is a water source, and naturally the bobcat is using the power line, Bobcat Highway, to traverse this highly congested area of countryside clearwater. Two men have seen the bobcat jumping the three-foot dog park fence and falling on his back when his back leg catches in the wire. Cats don't fall on their backs, even when they're injured, so I'm wondering that so I'm worried that it's this deadly neurological issue plaguing bobcats and Florida panthers across the state. The cat is coming out in daylight and not being aggressive, just hunkering down. I looked and mostly listened for the bobcat. Birds and other animals will usually tell me if there's danger nearby. I showed the condo cop how to reset the traps and gave him my card asking him to alert me if they see a cat or need help resetting the traps. I contacted the biologist at the Florida Wildlife Commission to let him know about the strange behavior. I was under the gun to get back, though, because Howie had told Cynthia Smoot at Fox 13 we would come do the 5.30 p.m. live segment with her and film a longer version for 11 p.m. tonight. We have been blowing off the press, but she's a friend. Tomorrow, we talk with Erin Cardiff from an outfit in the U.K. that owns The Telegraph about a bigger picture piece involving the big cat trade, and I have an eye appointment. Jamie will be out of town at Jenny Springs, so I'm not likely to have much time to reflect tomorrow either. Even though we didn't get home from Oklahoma City until after midnight last night, Howie and I did our jacuzzi time and it did and did revel in what it feels like to have that chapter closed. It does feel very satisfying. Given that, I don't know why I woke in the middle of the night to feeling like my heart was being squeezed to the point of suffocating me. I could barely breathe, and yet all I could think about was that if Howie had to deal with my dead body, at least I'd go relieve myself so that I didn't make a mess for him to deal with. I staggered to the bathroom and back to bed, taking only the tiniest breaths, as each one put so much pressure on my aching heart I thought it would burst. After ten minutes or so of trying to stay calm and get what air I could, it subsided and hasn't reoccurred. I know I should get checked, but feel like these episodes are so random that nothing would probably show up on a test, especially this time, given the anxiety of the sentencing hearing and trying to manage Howie through airports, up and down stairs, and across long stretches of hallways for the trial. I can't help but chalk this one up to stress. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. 
You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.